What was that? Sorry. <laughs> I, I said, but are you ready now? <laughs> now I am. So I was, uh, I was, I was crossing the streams there by replying to your last yes DM on yes. mic. Well to done. To confuse this audience. Oh. <laughs> I like mostly. It. Uh, 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 mostly the listener, but apparently yeah. you, um, <laughs> first and foremost. That's right. Uh, I had a, I, I accidentally, like audio hijack is weird. I accidentally closed the audio hijack window, which has the the session, which is basically the configuration of how I uh, record and hear you back in my headphones. And um, when you close that, it doesn't say like, hey, this is something you use a lot. Do you maybe not want to close that? Uh, and so if I hadn't saved the session, l- luckily, like I, I have it saved as like a template. Had I not done that, uh, I would have been scrabbling around a bit longer, but, uh, it's all fine now. We're, we're here. We're here. I've got yeah. a coffee. Uh, I've already put together a cat box. Um, it's, 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 it's going pretty well this morning. You've put together a cat carry case. So, uh, I bought one, I bought the same one that I bought last year when I got, uh, when I got the two kittens. Um, right. but now they're so massive that, uh, they don't fit in because they're, they're reasonably small, uh, and they, they don't fit in. I mean, I could probably like wedge them in there, but that's not a thing that you want to do to cats. Uh, or unless to you're going for a Guinness record. Yeah. Of, uh... <laughs> Maximum number of cats in a small confined space. Um, so, uh, they're, they're due to the to go to the vets to have their their yearly uh, immunizations and wow. um the last time i took them for a checkup i i had to carry them in a in a, a big old um like 70s cream uh big cat carrier which is what i used to carry my old cat in and they both fit in there but it's uh really really heavy with them both in there in one hand and then it was starting to come apart it actually came apart on the road as I was walking them back, so I had to sort of do a job of putting it back together again. So that's now gone, um, and so I had to buy another carrier. So I'm basically going to walk up the road like one of those old ladies you see carrying, you know, laden down with like big bags of shopping that are obviously and, too and big cats. for the person. Now I'm yeah, now I'm going to be laden down with two two heavy cats because um, they're they're big they're big kids. Oh, right, yeah, no. So um, I mean, the thing you don't want is you don't want uh, a cat carry case. Um, Kate carries cat carry cases. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want a you don't want a cat carry case that's going to that's going to actually open on you because no. the th- thing about cats, <laughs> yeah, is oh, that they are such dickheads and uh, <laughs> they're not going to get out of the case when you get to the vets. No, but if but if you are uh, an uh, an indeterminate distance. <laughs> in space and time between the house and the vets where they have no sense of where they are yep. they will get out of the case escape uh, so yeah. i was really lucky but um, luckily for me bailey especially has a very healthy fear of the road uh so every oh. time i approach and it's not a busy road where i live um i'm, I'm on like a little cul-de-sac and so whenever i come to the main road um I feel the the shifting of the weight in the box as Bailey moves back uh, further and further to make herself as small as possible, and so the whole sort of box just goes whoop as she's moving back to uh, yeah to cower. Bless her. Uh, have they-, they have they got the pattern recognition of a cat carry case yet? Well, um, what I did and with the attendant comedy that happens when they see the cat carry case. See what I did, and I, I think this is a t- this right. This is Mark's top tip. 
Um, I read this in a thing, and um, so my first cat, it was it was cat carry case comedy, um, right. trying to you know all all four legs splayed, um, you know trying yeah. to trying to wedge it into the box. Misty kind of she was pretty much fine actually she get she got freaked out when she knew it was time to go to the vets but yes. actually like if you could catch her walking her into the box was not a problem it was just that she would go and hide because she knew it was box time when i got these yeah. two when they actually when they first came to the house i had a i had the cat cat carry case that i now use in full view with the door open so what that means is they can go in, they can smell it, they can get comfortable with it and sometimes just sit in it. Uh, and then when it comes time for me to want to shoo them in there, it's not like, no, no, because mm. it's the thing that they are already familiar with. And they're just like, OK, well, this is this now for a bit. I'm in here now. Um and so I got the second one today. Roscoe, I tried to get Roscoe in it. He didn't want to go in it. So I, I just, I stopped forcing it. And like I tried twice and then I went, okay, he obviously doesn't want to go in. So rather than make him nervous, I just left him to it. Bailey got in there, just sat in there for a bit. And then Roscoe was sn- sniffing around it. So, um, yeah, like my, my, my tip is, uh, is, is, you know, keep it as, in full view for as long as possible so that they can see it and get comfortable with it because it works. Obviously, you need to be comfortable with a certain amount of uh, cat lady aesthetic in your house if you're going to have cat carry cases out for a while. Uh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> do you know I, what I mean? yeah, I do. So I, like- I, I do. I found a, I found a, an unsurrept. No, yeah, unsurreptitious. No, the other way around. I found a spot yeah. where it is not. It's in my bedroom, and it's not like super visible on display. It's under a, um, it's under a table. Let you know, like the table, you know, where you've got the table and then the legs. It's underneath that bit, so it's not like, uh, massively like. Oh my god, there's there's another bit of evidence of a cat. I mean, if you're gonna have cats, you have to surrender part of your home to them anyway. You do, you do. I was gonna say, you strike me as a man who's who's happy to have a certain amount of cat lady aesthetic. Well, I can't not because uh, I mean they don't. Because you're a cat lady. Because I'm a cat lady. They don't go out, um, and so are they indoors? Yeah, they indoor cats. So they've got um lots of things to run and jump and play on. Uh, so in my office there is a um there's a full um not a full but like uh it's probably about a four foot tall um climbing thing and then in the uh main in the living room there's a floor to ceiling one completely floor to ceiling um wow suspended via a spring so like yeah i know i mean i had a conversation with someone who will remain nameless i think someone that we know someone who uh for whom it is very important that they are always right and always seem to be right and clever and uh i said that, uh, they were going to be indoors and straight away he went well that's cruel and i went oh okay well I'm, I'm I'm a piece of shit then, um, but at the end of the day, they're two very they're, yeah yeah like he was just like straight away. Oh, that's pretty cruel. Um, One, I I don't I don't know that it is. No, no, it is. It is. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we just had to sort of leave it at that. Um, and so like I do what I can to make sure that they are they get plenty of exercise and they do all the things. And because there's two of them, they kind of you know they they occupy themselves. Um, and I'm getting better at like reading the signs and, and every time I go up to them and see them, it's tail up like they're They're two happy cats. So it makes me feel yeah. very happy. Like I know that they are, they're doing well. Cause I worry about that stuff. Cause you know, I haven't got anyone else to worry about. So I'm like, I will put, I will pour all of my concern into the, into the two um, animals that are living with me. Um, so yeah, you know, cat, cat lady, that's fine. I'll go with so, that. So 
do they do they play with all the things? Because um, my concern about buying uh, specialized cat equipment has been that historically in my cat ownership, uh, cats have looked at things that have been bought for them and gone, no, mate, I, I like the sofa, thanks. Uh, I like, back in the day, I like the top of the television um, <laughs> when televisions were big enough yes. for that. Um, you know, and, 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 and like that, they just kind of, um, they kind of go, well, uh, uh, you're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go on this floor to ceiling, amazing cat soft play equipment that you bought me. Um, I'm going to go and, uh, and do this thing over here instead. So yeah. Do do you find those things effective? I find um, that they are effective up until a certain point, at which point the novelty wears off and they go, nah, whatever. So I buy them things and then they play with them for a bit and I go, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, And then after a while, the novelty wears off and they're just not so fussed anymore. So I have to find new ways to amuse them. Um, But the... Yeah, so I don't see them like Roscoe used to skitter up and down the uh, the floor to ceiling thing all the time, but that's because he was an adolescent, and so that period in a cat's life they need to just exercise themselves and find their limitations and like stretch themselves in terms of um, like their physicality and what they can do, and they need to be able to find that out. Otherwise, they get frustrated because he was literally climbing on my curtains. I've got um, I've got claw marks in my in my nice thick black curtains uh because of roscoe running up them um so you know that that need has sort of surpassed but it, you know they still use it um so yeah and i've had toys and stuff and, and and i'll get them out and play with them the the big hit was a laser pointer for a while uh and now Ooh. i've got um i have a cat camera because when i went away uh i wanted something that i could just have a look at them so when i was in brighton i could just log in and and see what they were up to uh, and that has a laser pointer on it um, which you can oh. control on your phone. And it also has an wow. autoplay option. So if if they're at a time where they're a bit antsy and they want to play and I'm doing a record, like sometimes I'll, I'll do that on a Wednesday night when we're doing the Leopard, I'll pop that on for about half an hour. I don't want to have it on for too long because the problem with the laser pointer is they get frustrated and then um, because they can't win. You can never win a game of yeah. laser pointer because they can't catch it. Um, but if you do that for like... A, well, the only way to win time. is not to play. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I have that on for a little bit and that helps them sort of uh, have a little something to hunt. So yeah. So, uh, so when you go when you go away, they they get cats cat sitted. Yeah, I got um, I found a uh, I found a service because um, ah. before they went, they would go to their grandparents. Um, and this this time around, it didn't work out because they had that there were other commitments, and it was a sort of a fairly last minute thing. I went to go and see my neighbour, said because she likes cats, and I said, could you look after them? And she went, well, could do, but I don't really like mornings. Oh, well, that's sort of an essential part that they will insist on being fed in the morning. Uh, so, yeah. so you're out. Uh, and I found a, there's a site called Tailster and an app. Um, oh. And it's a gig economy thing. Um, okay. Everyone's got, like, you know, it, it's all insured. So uh, all that stuff. And the the woman I got was super conscientious, quite mumsy. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is kind of what I wanted. She she's a mum, and so you know, yeah. mums tend to be uh, conscientious. Um, and she so she wanted all the vet's details and stuff and, and various things. Um, and she sent me photos every day 
and a little Aww. text update. And after a while, she was like, look, I can keep sending these or I can just let you know if something's up. But yeah, she was, you know, she'd send me stuff like, Roscoe doesn't seem, he doesn't seem to like me very much. I'm not quite sure. Like, I'm, you know, I'm feeding him and I'm giving him a bit of fuss, but he, he's not that into it. And I'm texting him back and don't worry about it. He'll get, he'll get used to it and all this stuff. Aww. Um, and it worked really well. And it was, you know, it was reassuringly priced that I thought it's not too cheap and it wasn't out, outlandishly expensive. And so I will do that again because it gave so me a really good peace of mind. Does, does the, does the uh, gig economy cat lady, does she, um, does she do deliveries on her way to you? And then probably, you know, yeah. kind of like she's, she's driving an Uber. She's dropping, oh, no, some yeah, she's, Uber eats. she's Uber dropping, eats. dropping some, dropping some noodles off. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely oh. Uber Eats because then she can double double time it as an Uber driver and a and a delivery type person. Yeah, yeah so. exactly, exactly. Yeah, and she yeah. could um, she could maybe do some do some ironing when she comes around. Yeah, a bit of laundry. Um, uh, she could get, she could on. get on Laundrap. Um, yeah, and then just go and wait at the app uh, the Apple Store for your iPhone <laughs> X for you. She's a line um, girl. She's a line girl. Yeah. Um, so, oh man, that's, that's amazing! Of course, uh, famously in the in the holidays, um, as you may remember, I had a, a gig, gig economy cat, which came with my Airbnb for the week. Oh yeah! Um, so um, yeah, like kudos to these people. They just kind of like they went on some big adventure, I think, for the summer, and they were letting their house out, and they just they just left their cat there. And Free cat. Just said to everybody who came over, "Do you mind cats?" Mm. And got lucky because obviously everyone they had a run of people who didn't mind cats and didn't mind feeding it. Um, yeah, what well, I mean, what would have happened if someone had said a, either I'm allergic or B, like I'm going to be too busy, I'm not going to be able to feed yeah. your cat. I mean, what would have happened? The, the so the, so the deal was if you're if you're not into cats, then um, the neighbour would pop in. Ah, um, okay, that's fair enough. Which is fine, but we, so we were like, uh, so the, the, the cats food area mm. is um in a was in a conservatory mm-hmm. um at, at, at the back of the house so um you you had the option of locking that so that you were private from the neighbors but you were still going to have the neighbor popping in and, and putting food into a bowl in the, okay. in the conservatory and i was just a bit like oh no i'll just like feed your cat yeah um and then because of that we had the the conservatory open all the time so they so you know we could we went having two sets of doors to kind of manage and lock and stuff like that. It was just where you could free flow into the, into the whole house. And the cat was really cute and um, went and slept on the kids' beds at night and stuff. Aww. So our, our cat doesn't do that because she, she, likes, she likes daddy's bed, um, <laughs> which is a, a bone of contention after still after 12, 13 years. It's like, this isn't appropriate or right. You shouldn't be here. You can leave now. Go. <laughs> I, I bought you your own bed once, which you never took to. Yes. Um, yeah. I've actually had a topic about cats for a while, and okay. I feel like I should get into it now. Bring it up, bring it up. This, which is, um, I wanted to talk to you about pet insurance. Oh. Which perhaps doesn't sound like the most interesting thing, but um, uh, the actual note, I don't know where I was going with this when I put it in, in the show notes. Uh, pet insurance, can even game theory be used to understand it, is what I've written. Okay. Um, I don't think pet insurance makes sense. Oh, okay. I and I I wonder are your pets insured? Now, you see I thought it was but it it's not. I don't have insurance. What I have is um I have a uh, my my vet has a, a discount club. Um okay. and so that's something I pay into uh every month and that oh, gives them free immunizations. Uh I think uh two free checkups a year. 
and oh. uh, I think discount on operations and also includes the uh, fleeing and deworming, uh, fleeing and worming uh, medication. Wow, that's nice. And it's so you that you've signed up to a subscription service of CAT. Of course. Um, but because <laughs> well, I was, was going to get them insured. Um, could get them insured. That seems weird to say. Um, but I was going to go for pet insurance. Um, and I, I kind of thought it was, but it's not really, I don't think, because if they were to get a serious illness, then I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to pay out for that. But, um, you know, I, I, even when Misty had her uh, had her issues, I mean, there were mm. there were old agey things. Anyway, like she would have been a nightmare to insure. But I never, it, like, I never felt it was one of those things where you know it's 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 several you know thousand pounds or whatever. It it kind of just it was all manageable. So I'd rather do what I'm doing than than then add extra money for for pet insurance. So that's the answer to that. No, but is is basically the answer. But you, you've right. You looked into it. So I, I just, um, I'm just trying to find because oh, I keep shuffling my apps around mm. to um, to break bad habits on my phone. Mm. I can't currently find. I'm just looking for my bank account so I can find out how much I pay. I've got a muscle insurance. memory problem with uh, with my phone because I just rearranged my uh, my home row, my um, my dock uh, yeah. on my phone, and uh, I've actually been. I'm now one of those people who doesn't have the phone in the dock, uh, so oh, it's okay. been moved to top left, um, and. Uh, because I use the Google Authenticator app a lot, that's now in the dock. But I've yeah. moved it to the right, and my podcast app is normally on the right, and so muscle memory keeps meaning I keep opening Google Authenticator when I want to listen to a podcast. So I've got to, I've got to change that. Well, that, that's, I mean, so uh, that's the problem I'm having currently as well, the, the the muscle memory. But I've purposely done it. Okay, so here's where I am. Oh my god, <laughs> I need right. This is why I'll put it on the list because it's something that I need to sort out, which I'm I'm too disorganized, anxious, and I'm just totally frozen by. So, right, let me talk you through the pet insurance situation as it currently stands, Mark. When I was a boy, you didn't insure a pet. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you did. Maybe maybe nice middle class families did. But it wasn't a thing we did. And probably only um, dogs, really. Possibly only dogs because right, they okay. get more medical things and they're more expensive. So we uh, we got a cat. Um, uh, it was uh, the birthday gift that's just kept on giving. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, it was my my birthday gift after we'd moved into our house because uh, I I wanted a cat, but I didn't think it was fair while we were renting because I never felt secure enough that we would stay in a tenancy beyond twelve months, six months. Um, Conscientious young boy. Yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> So I didn't until I felt like we were settled because, you know, even if you have a flat that you like, the landlords, the landlords are really flaky and they just kind of go, oh, well, I'm not a landlord now. Yep. And I'm selling the house and it's just utter bullshit. So turning it into a wine bar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's tripled in value. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got, we got the cat and, um, <clears throat> well, I've said like, well, we, we Sure, a cat. One moment. Cat, I'm terribly Go sorry. On. The doorbell's just mm-hmm. rang. <laughs> okay, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Within 30 seconds. Wow, that was. I'm sorry about that. That took much longer than I expected. Um, right. I just had a really interesting. Oh my god, a very very interesting conversation. So, a lady I've never met before, who lives in. I'm I, I'm trying to figure out what's happening. She, um. She says that um, someone she's been kept awake at night uh, by someone with a loud machine, and she was uh, she got quite emotional. Um, right, 
and uh, she uh, wanted to. It was someone. Someone I couldn't quite figure it out because her English wasn't brilliant, and she was obviously in distress. Um, uh, and it was either someone beneath her or or a flat beside her. Um, and uh, I had to give her some advice because um, she was uh, yeah, she seemed like she was a bit at her uh, wit's end, but I think quite meek, and so was maybe afraid of um, going to uh, you know knock knock someone's door. So she knocked your door, but it's not you. No, no, it's not me. Uh, I think she. I don't know if she's been going door to door. Um, I think she's trying to ascertain the cause. No, the, I'm not even. I think she knows where it's coming from. Um, but she, I just. I think she didn't know. I think she was just. If, you know, she, from what she was saying, she hadn't slept for like three nights because she's being kept awake. Now I'm look, thinking about the numbering system. I don't even think it's my building. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. it's num. It's yeah. I think there is. I'll have to think about it, but I, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't even be my building. Um, judging by the numbers, obviously I don't want to compromise my opsec. Um, but yeah, so I just I I sort of gave her some sympathy and and some advice or, as best I could because I've had noise problems not here but the last place right. I was at. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was strange. Hmm. So I'm still not really sure what's still not really not sure what's going on there. No, I'm not entirely sure either. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm not much the wiser. I've never Hmm. met her before, so I'm pretty sure she's not, because I know everyone who's in my building, there's only six flats. Um, so unless someone's moved very recently and I don't know about it, it's it's a different building. And I think she just came because... She didn't know who else to talk to. I'm guessing, and she just maybe she uh, she's tried a few doors here in this building and finally found someone who was home and answered the door. Maybe sounds like a really strange way of dealing with a problem, but um, you know, I'm not going to judge. It's just yeah. Well, she's randomly walking around going, "Oh, noise!" Yeah, she's a she's a she's an elderly uh, an older woman. Um, Yeah. Oh, there's some there's some chatter going on downstairs. Ooh. So that might that might be that might be part of the same situation. Um, I mean, she might be, you know, having other issues. You know, I don't know because yeah, like I'm with you. It is a strange thing to do, certainly to go out of your building and go and try and find someone else. But if she's not in her best state, then yeah, that was um, maybe I should have done more. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well, weird. Anytime I ever had problems with, with noise in our, uh, in our current house, just I'll walk you through this and you know, t- just, just, t- just tell me, just tell me if my position on this is unreasonable. The neighbours um, were moving out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They were um, going to let their house. That's fine. We've not had any problems with their tenants. And before they did it, they wanted a few pieces of work done. That's fine. And they wanted to, um, I think there was a few kind of being a responsible landlord, getting it up to a certain standard of code as well that they may be doing. Sure. All fine. No problem so far. Um, one day some contractors, no, I'm going to rewind slightly. The house was empty because they'd all moved, mm-hmm. right? And the owner who um, is like a family, they've got grown up sons and I'm on very good terms with all of them. Mm-hmm. And the mum of the family said, oh, John, um, there's no one in the house. So, you know, just 
keep an eye on it. Let me know if there's any problems, any concerns you've got while there's no one in the house. Um, there'll be a few builders in from time to time and then the tenants should be coming in in three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah, fine, 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 fine. So bearing in mind, I'm essentially, I've, I, I have now got, uh, an, uh, uh, I've now got an honor contract here <laughs> about mm. being the guardian of this property. Yep. When I hear voices in the property at four in the morning, Ooh. prior to people moving in, yep. I get a bit concerned. Yep. And when I then hear very, very, very loud noises mm. at four in the morning coming through our party wall, I'm going to be equally concerned. Mm-hmm. And when I went around and found the front door open at four in the morning oh. and I walked into the property. Oh, God, you're a brave man. And found people in the property. Uh. I was obviously concerned. And when I questioned them and I said, good morning, gentlemen, <laughs> what's going on then? And they went, well, who are you? And I was like, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. More to the and point. They said, and, and they said, well, we've been asked to come and do a job in this property. I was like, Not okay. at four in the morning, you haven't. I was like, yeah, okay then. All right. Here's, here's, what, here's how the conversation's going to go now. <laughs> You're not fucking doing it at four in the morning because my kids are asleep. My wife's asleep. I'm asleep. The cat's asleep. She's deaf. But when I move, <laughs> she wakes up. That causes me problems. Um, do you mind getting the fuck out and coming back at a decent hour? And uh, I, got to, I got told I needed to calm the fuck down. Oh, I didn't actually. I did. I, right dude. now, in my telling of the story, I've sworn I hadn't sworn at, yeah. until this point. Yeah, I'd been very measured and very calm, mm-hmm. and I. But I'd been stern. Mm-hmm. I'd said, I'd said, like my family are asleep. I've been asked to watch the property. If I hear very loud noises that wake my family up, coming from a property which I have promised to keep an eye on, mm. I'm clearly going to be concerned and come round. Mm-hmm. So don't get all chippy at me now that I'm in the house with you, mm-hmm. because. Does the owner of the property know that you've come in here at four in the morning? Well, she said that she wasn't here, so we thought it'd be all right. It's like, it's not all right. Who, it's not okay. Who, who does on, anything at four in the morning? I know. It's like, there's no, there's no spectrum on which this is possibly okay. No. And then they were like, well, we've pretty much finished now anyway. I was like, all right then. And they got in the van and they literally, the, the bit where they told me I should, I needed to calm the fuck down was in their van with the windows wound down. Oh. Need to calm the fuck down, mate. Jesus, I, is that is is was Dude. I okay in that in that situation? But as I say, more I didn't. I did not. Okay, I didn't actually swear. I swore. I swear in the telling more than I did in the yeah, in yeah. the moment. That's not right, is it? No, you comported yourself uh, admirably and and with greater uh, diplomacy than I think I perhaps would have. Um, I, I, and I did get told off when I got home for going into the house at four in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah, but you know, what because it might be dangerous. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Karina was like, well, why were you being a have-a-go hero? I was like, well, I kind of wanted to go back to sleep. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, four in the morning. But they were just like, oh, we got other jobs to go to. We needed to get this one done. Mm, no, 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 no. No one no, does anything at four in the morning. No. It's not a thing, is it? Unless you're a, 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 an early morning drive time um, radio <laughs> DJ, you don't have a job at four in the morning. You don't have a job. Unless you're a, you know, on, on, uh, unless you're a copper, whatever, you know, like emergency yeah. services, unless you work for an organization like that, you don't have a job at four in the morning. Get to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know in France, in France, you can't mow your lawn at lunchtime? <laughs> wow. 
Okay. I don't know if this is all of France, but certainly yeah. the area of France where my parents were living, they have like protected hours for lunch. Oh, right. And if you, yes. if you spark up your lawnmower, yeah. your neighbours will come over and go, excuse me. Yeah. This is not the time. We're having a bit of déjeuner right now. <laughs> so why don't you sit down and have some fromage? You need to calm sunshine. the fuck down. Yeah, uh, yeah, Monsieur. Um, uh, so you know, mm. but they, yeah, they've got they've got very um, strict conventions and laws about about noise making and and and, the, uh, and those sorts of things. Well, a lot of Europe uh, have have much better senses of of one's own personal time, and I imagine that feeds into that. Like, I think Germany's the same. I, I mean, mm. in, in terms of like, they're very protective of uh out of work hours um and so people tend to have uh you know it leads into that quality of life thing i think because those kinds of you know de- the, the more developed countries in europe um more developed mm. than us have have good yeah they seem to have good policies like there was a story last year i think it was about i think it was germany wanting to ban i know it may have been france Wanting to essentially make it illegal for a company to email its staff after working hours. Seriously, yes, yeah, because yes. they, they they wanted to get rid of this culture that it's that it's okay to uh, oh it's just a quick email like they they wanted to to stamp out that culture and and uh, you know there's a whole debate about what you do with startups and various things but like yeah I think it was um it's 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 uh yeah it's it's quite sensible it's I can, a- yeah, I can see the thinking anyway. There's been a debate in academia, sort of a, one of those one of those internet Twitter debates that become a thing rather than just some people talking about it about um, about email mm-hmm. because um, we've we've got ourselves into this very very weird situation where um, there's a there's there is a kind of an always on email culture in academia mm-hmm. and um, except for when you're working on a project or working with a partnership university in another country. Um, we're on the same timeline. So 99% of university business, I would say, um, some people, a hundred percent of their business is done, uh, facing away, uh, into, into other countries. But if you look at the aggregate of, of all the work that we're doing, it's people in the UK talking to people in the UK, mm-hmm. but we've got ourselves into a position where, um, the culture, uh, of expectation around email response means that, um, <clears throat> people are feeling that they need to be responding to emails that are coming in at 11 o'clock at night mm. um, and, 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 and these sorts of things. And I'm very much against that. And I'm very, very hard line that that is not a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got my, my way of managing this is that sometimes it's convenient for me to check, read and draft replies to my emails outside of office hours. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I have, if I've done six hours during core office uh, during core business hours of nine to five, um, I feel obligated that I will complete my seven eight hours for the day, and I will do some admin mm-hmm. in the evening. And and I'm I'm very lucky that I've got a job that's flexible enough that if no one has any expectations of my time at four o'clock in the afternoon, I I could just go home. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I will then sort of sit there and go, okay, well I've got to clear this inbox, but I will just write my replies, save them all as drafts. And then I will get up in the morning and once half eight comes, I will open up my, um, my outlook, uh, probably more like nine o'clock to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm, I feel comfortable sending emails after about half past eight because that's a kind of a business hour. Mm-hmm. I will, um, send all on all the drafts. Mm-hmm. So that way, uh, I, ha- <clears throat> I've done what I think 
digital workflows should be. I have made, I've made them work for me, mm-hmm. but I've not set an expectation um, that people think that I will be sitting responding to emails at 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock at night because it's an asynchronous communication medium and people who are seeing it as a synchronous medium are wrongheaded mm. and they, they need to get with the program that there are other ways to communicate with me synchronously, like finding me, having a meeting, having a phone call. Um, they won't phone me at that time of the night. So why would they email me and expect to reply? Mm-hmm. Um, I am in a minority in my, <laughs> in my sector. Um, people, there are people who, who say, oh yes, but you know, we need to understand that people don't lead nine to five lives anymore. Okay. But I, I want to. <laughs> so, um, uh, and, and I think, I think the two, the two things are, is that the core university hours are between nine and five. Um, and giving an expectation that we will support people outside of that becomes problematic because then you set an expectation that you can't m- meet, mm. uh, because staff do want to go to bed. So, um, and, and getting across the fact that, you know, you can't rely on email to be a synchronous medium. If you need, if you need to get an email actioned, give somebody two or three days to action it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just, you know, fire a thing. What, what are we doing about this thing? that happens in half an hour. That's not, that's, mm. that's not a way of working. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps part of the reason why I kind of like, I'm, I, I'm not saying that I'm the absolute outlier. There are lots of other people who, who agree with my position as well, but maybe it's because I'm a person who's embraced, um, using things like Slack and using things like Twitter mm. where it, it's, it's both acceptable to not answer something, but it's also acceptable that you can fire off a quick ephemeral, request mm. um other people aren't into those things and email is the only tool that they have yeah i don't know um probably a bit more problematic for you because you work with partners in different places more often than me yeah and also i mean <clears throat> you know I, I i'm sort of having a, a quite a sea change from uh what freelance life has been like uh for the past or you know my first freelance year uh from june to june um is very different from what it is now and you know that is only going to get more potentially complex as things grow um as i as i try to grow podient more as a serious business um now that i've sort of understood what the value of it is um and there are people signing up you know sort of uh, not every day necessarily, but but signing up fairly regularly, I can start to see. All right, well, you know, this is how much of my time I can I can spend on things. You know, I want to be in in a position where I can be working on Podium pretty much full time, and that means then dealing with support inquiries, and they will come in at, at all sorts of hours, and then you've got to figure out when it's acceptable to reply to someone based on how urgent it is, based on how important that relationship is, based on the you know how easy it is to quickly reply whether it's a canned response whether it's you know uh whether you've actually got to to go to your machine because you need to kick a process off like there's there's all these different things that that then govern how i want to respond you know to it to a support ticket if you like because you know I, I still get a few of those a week uh just from the community and and occasionally from 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 paid users uh that that need you know various things done and so yeah it's 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 always you're always weighing up when you address those kinds of of things and when you are 100% beholden when they are your boss it then does 
colour things slightly differently and, and probably adds a bit more urgency to your response time. Yeah, and it, it's obviously problematic that you, there's there's only one Stedman. So um, other, other organisations who operate in similar spaces to you would have um, distributed workforces who can be responding. It's surprising, actually. In the time, does that make sense? Yeah, some of the massive ones, uh, some, some of the bigger names will have, you know, a, a few more. Um, but if you take uh, one of the, the closest analogs to me, um, uh, has a very, very small staff. And I, I, I think it's one person who's sort of the main guy. And then everyone else might just be brought on as and when. So that might be on a freelance basis or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's actually not as unusual as um, as it might be in other fields, actually, because it's still... You know, this is not, um, I'm not like running WordPress or Squarespace. Like I'm not going to have um, hundreds of thousands of, or, you know, tens of thousands of of, of um, customers. And so I, I you know, I, I can, I can manage that up to a certain degree with it just being me. Um, and then if there's certain other thing, you know, like I've already brought someone on who's, who's doing community stuff and that's, that's really helpful. And I'll carry on doing things like that on like an ad hoc basis. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've finished. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> well, well, how did we get onto this? We were talking about we were talking about times of work and, re- and, re- and respecting time and those sorts of things, weren't we? We were. Um, which yeah, we, we've taken a circuitous route via via all sorts of interruptions. You never finished. I'm going to do the Billy Connolly thing now, uh, where we've gone uh, we've gone aside, 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 and I want to bring mm. us back to pet insurance. Yes, yes, yes. Or the or the Eddie Zod thing where um, yes. he does a setup, then does an hour set, and then goes. But anyway, back to God. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so pet insurance. Should we have it? I'm like, well, no, you don't insure it. You don't insure a cat. What are you talking about? You know, the the the, the cost buttons to run, and um, and you know, if something bad happens, then unfortunately, cat dies. <laughs> Um, we don't get pet insurance. Sure. And then what Sophie did, the the lemon, oh God, I still can't believe she did this. So she was actually... Um, Sophie being your cat. Sophie being the cat. It was suggested that Sophie was a house cat when we got her from the shelter. I recognise this, where this story's going. And so, we, yeah, okay. She's a house cat. So we got her a litter tray, yeah. which she did poo in. Mm-hmm. She knew what to do with that. She was fine. She's never done a, she's never done a messy in the house. Mm-hmm. So good, good. Um, but she was just like, what the fuck? Let me out of this place. Mm-hmm. Going absolutely spare, wanting to go and explore. Mm-hmm. And so um, we relented and uh, she became an outdoor cat. And not too long after her becoming an outdoor cat, really, in the grand scheme of things, um, she, being the deaf head that she is, she managed to get herself run over, we think, by sleeping under a car wheel oh, and not knowing no. that she'd like, she basically like lolled with her oh, leg under the wheel. God. That's what we think happened. That's what the, that's what the vet seems to think yeah. happened because of the way it broke. Um, so she had, um, she was millimeters away from being the, uh, you know, the, um, aforesaid, um, Sorry, I'm sorry, Mister. Of you're too injured. You're dead. Um, If if it if her bone had snapped a couple of mil higher, chances are she would have perforated um, into all of her guts and 
damaged all the organs and et cetera, et cetera. But as it happened, the bit of bone that was shattered was surrounded by thigh tissue. Mm. Um, and so largely kind of her body was protected from, from that. So she was a very lucky girl. Um, mummy and daddy weren't so lucky, uh, because the subsequent vet bills for, for going, well, no, no, if, if, uh, if this isn't a terminal death break, um, you fix cat, you give cat back, mm. um, was, uh, a, 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 a credit card size bill. Um, shall we say, yeah. uh, I think it was 1100 pounds in total that we didn't have because we, because we who, who just has that? Yeah. 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 And, and we were kind of, young kids who just bought our first house and mm. didn't have uh, much, much money to rub together. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a big blow. And it was like, well, we really should have got some insurance. Mm-hmm. So we've been carrying cat insurance and cat insurance was fairly cheap when we bought it. But obviously Sophie's getting an older and older and older mm. cat. And um, I did have it up on the screen and now I've lost it. We are currently at the point where we are paying. Sorry, I've just got to log back into okay. the phone app now. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, yeah, I, I never did it with Misty, and I don't, I don't think we did it with Sparky because Sparky was my, my first cat, and I had that cat with my parents, and then when I moved out to give him away, and that, that was a, that was a sad one. Oh. Misty, I had for nine years, um, and uh, yeah, never, never had her insured, but you know, had a few, had a few things like she had to get half her teeth knocked out of her head um, because they were rotting. Um, well, coming to that, a rescue. Yeah, coming to that. Yeah. So seventeen pound thirty four a month. I'm paying currently. Wow, oh, that's a lot so, more expensive than they advertise on the telly. Yeah, yeah. So right, this is why this is why I need to get this in hand, Mark. So essentially, what I've got is um, I've I've paid a thousand. Well, we have paid a thousand pounds on vet bills for an insured cat once. Yeah. Subsequently, have been carrying around insurance for about ten years at a cost of. Um, it wasn't as much as seventeen pounds originally, yep. but obviously that's like two hundred quid a year at the moment. Yeah. Um, so if we were to kind of median it out, we're probably mm-hmm. saying it's probably been about a hundred pounds a year for about ten years. So that's another thousand pounds. I've yep. not made a single claim. No. Uh, and, and if you had, so, you'd have uh, access as well. Right. Let me tell you about the claim I tried to make. Oh right. Oh okay. And this is this is where this is where the story gets really annoying. And this is where I'm kind of like saying, you know, like I don't I don't think the finest mathematical thinkers on the planet could work out <laughs> how to get pet insurance right. Okay. Um, about nine years into having had pet insurance, um, Sophie had dental treatment, and the vet was like, of course, you know, here's your claim form. Claim if you're if you have a dental on your policy. Yep. Okay. Phoned up. Do I have dental on the policy? Yes, I do. Great. Um, hundred pound excess and then a couple yeah. hundred quid or whatever it was for them. Considering that I paid a grand, you know, getting 200 quid back or whatever mm-hmm. was fine. I can't, remember, I can't remember how much it was, Mark. It, it was, it was a few hundred quid that I was going to be refunded. Yeah. Um, her teeth were fine, by the way. It was just to build up a plaque and it was a clean okay. and they didn't have to do any extraction. So it was all fairly fine and she's okay. Mm-hmm. Insurance refuses to cl- uh, refuses to pay out. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, here's what here's what's okay. happened. So uh, every year I take Sophie to the vets. The vet checks her over, and the vet goes, "You thought about having her teeth cleaned? Does she need her uh... teeth cleaned? Nope, she doesn't need her teeth cleaned. Okay. You thought about having her next year? You thought about having her teeth cleaned? Does she need her teeth cleaned? Nope. Okay. Next so, year. so th- this is all part of the same conversation. So you're, I just want to, I, I just want to get this right. I'm taking, I'm taking Sophie each year yeah. 
for her checkup. Yeah. Thermometer up the bum. Yeah. Injection in the back of the neck. And then the cat have gets a quick looked look at, at. Have a quick look at her teeth. They always say she's in lovely condition. She's really healthy. Um, and sadly, more recently, they're saying things like really healthy. What a great looking cat for her age. And yeah, you're like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. She's not old. You're looking tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she she hasn't... Um, She's she's a very clean and very healthy looking cat, and uh, you couldn't tell that she's like twelve, thirteen. To be mm-hmm. honest, she she looks like a six year old. Um, um, and, so, and they ask you. So for three years in a row, they've they've said, "Have you thought of having your teeth cleaned?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Does she need it?" And they said, "No, not really. A little bit of a build up. We'll just keep an eye on it. Uh, okay, yeah. We'll just keep an eye on it. We'll just yeah, keep an eye on it. We'll just keep an eye on it." And part of the problem is is that she favours wet food over dry food. Yep. So she doesn't grind things on her teeth, ah, and so her teeth yes. don't get cleaned. So they kind of said things like, try putting a bit of pow- this powder on her food and it will help. She didn't like the food with that on, so we carried on with the wet and the dry. And you would get this bill eventually. Encourage her to have dry, kind of try and put more dry down. And again, yeah, she likes the biscuits sometimes, but she likes the meat too. Um, she's, a, she's a jelly licker and she leaves a lot of meat in the bowl. Yes. Um, so then one year comes and they say, have you thought about having her teeth done? And I say, No. Does she need it? And they said, well, if not this year, then next year. It's like St. Peter this. You denied it three times. Yeah. If not this year, then next year. Mm-hmm. There is starting to get a build up. And what we don't want to get into is a position where there's um, decay under there. Right. That we, that we can't access. And I said, absolutely fine. Do, do I need year. to do it this year or do I do it next year? And they go, well, We'll keep keep an eye on it. If you've got any worries, come back. Otherwise, we'll make a decision next year. Fine. Come in. And they went, yeah, we need to do it. Okay. Book in. Right? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, it says on the notes that you were warned. It says on the notes you were told last year to do it and that you were warned for years before that, so you're not having it done. And I'm like, well, how much more expensive would the, the cleaning procedure have been that didn't show any decay and didn't need a thing it's, it's the same price yeah because the boots you got a clean bill of dental health at the end of it mm. and it was just a clean so my neglect as you're now suggesting mm. hasn't led to any damage to her teeth mm-hmm. and i was literally told it was either this year or next year and we took a decision that we were going for next year that i took with the vet and the three years before that they were just kind of like idly upselling so mm-hmm. um no, I want the money back, please. And they went, oh, we'll go to the vets then. And um, if they send us a letter saying, yeah, no, actually it's cool, then that's cool. And then the, the because the vets have all changed and it's all old records, I don't know anything. I just yeah. had a phone call from the surgery manager and they're, they're just like, no, it said in your notes that she could have done with her teeth cleaned. So uh, we'll, se- we'll, we'll send that to them and they'll say the same thing. So you're stuffed, mate. <sighs> so I've essentially been paying all this money and the minute I try and draw on it, I get them think. When I don't have it, I get fucked. Sounds now here's good. the here's the next problem. During the procedure, they said, um, we were a bit worried about um fluids in her body. Uh we took some bloods. They've come back with a you know, a slightly lower reading for something about about we. Mm. Um and it, it could it could indicate that the her kidneys are starting to struggle, mm. which is understandable given her age. Um, please return with a wee sample from your cat as Whoa! soon as possible. Because that's the wee... thing that's, I guess, I guess that's a way of collecting it, but wow. Here's a wee collection kit. Oh. And I haven't managed to get this wee. 
No. So now I'm in the position where I'm carrying this £17 a month insurance. Uh, and I'm thinking, at some point, my cat, who everyone now is telling me is starting to get into old age, yeah. is going to become ill. Yeah. And we're going to have medical procedures. Yeah. And because I can't catch wee from a fucking cat's ass. That's, that's the old saying goes, mate. You, you couldn't even catch wee from a cat's ass. I'm going to get done, aren't I? Yeah. So, Mark, what am I supposed to do with this, mate? Um, also, also, I, when I kicked off the insurance company, I ran some other quotes and realised that I could get it cheaper. And they were like, well, you're more than welcome to cancel. So, mm. well, I think what I'm saying is my homework needs to be to sort this mess out. Yeah. To make some decisions. But have you got any advice before I go into it? If you move insurers, um, are you not going to then incur, incur some kind of thing where they're like, they're going to assess her as a, as a new thing and you'll end up paying a higher premium than you are now because they're not looking at past history and the fact like i i I don't know but it seems to me like if you were to bring a new cat to a new in to to this cat to a new insurer uh, they're going to look at her medical history and they'll they'll quote you a price whereas the insurer that you've got at the moment is probably going up by increments that would be less if you that would be that would be higher increments if you moved insurers you right. know what I mean? I think you're probably being, you might be being subsidized a little bit in order to keep you as a customer. So my instinct, although I really, I do not know anything about this. I know nothing apart from just having a healthy distrust of insurance companies. My yeah. thought is that if you move insurers, you're going to end up paying more. Now, it seems the to me. So the quotes are coming back lower because I don't okay, think, yeah. they look, don't think they look at her records. Okay. But I think there will be things in there saying like exclusions about previous. Yes. Things and, that are and, known, and, and then they will access a records at the point where I make a claim. And then it's obviously going to be onerous on them to, yeah, yeah. They, they just will because they're insurers, um, and that's what their job is. So, my, it might just be my mindset, but like I, I would say try and like be a good boy and play along and find a way of collecting some piss. Yeah, um, maybe slightly not slightly but like this this is not going to be a very super pleasant thing to do but maybe underfill the litter box once well so we don't use a litter box oh you don't anymore because she's totally out okay yeah and the cattery tried to so what you there's there's ways that they give you one is to just have a fucking little jug and you chase the cat around the garden and try and get to piss in a jug yeah (sighs) because Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like we, we know yeah, you've never know. used you've never you've never used your product, have you? Yeah, person who you also don't this. know how cats work. You don't know how cats work. That is not how cats work. No. Um, the other way is a special type of sand that goes in the litter box. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And we gave it to the cattery when she was there last, mm-hmm. and said on the last morning, "Can you change the litter and put this in it?" Yeah, and then collect the thing. Yeah, and they did it wrong. So. <sighs> Which isn't their fault, and no, they were but- game, and they tried to do it, and essentially, it's it's a sand where they have a piss, and the piss floats on the top. Yeah, and then you pipette it up, Delicious. and they, all I got was a bag full of sand that had the wee mixed into it because they kind of scooped it all up and put it in a bag and oh, okay. place with it. And I was like, yeah, no, that doesn't, that's not a thing now. Can you not try keeping her indoors for a day and getting her to 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 do that and get with the sand? Yeah, another get another kit. Yeah, I might yeah. have to. Uh, so, right, my homework, I'm just going to try and write this down. Mm. Uh, my homework will be to collect some cat piss. Yeah. And 
to 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 make some headway on insurance. Yes, because I think if, if you, st- I Resolving mean, them. yeah, I like. I, this is my uh, yeah. this is my main adult problem at the moment. So this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. Is the drink of this program, mm. and I should have brought it up sooner. <laughs> um, it's more important than listening to pop songs. <laughs> I didn't realise how, uh, yeah, because this this has been a topic that's been l- l- languishing in the uh, in the dock for a while. I didn't realise how uh, how vital it was, and I'm glad that we've I'm glad that we've had this chat. Um, I'm I'm not going to be of much help to you, um, but that's okay. But you can be you can be of help to me. I can be in supportive. Listening to my listening to my um, follow up next week. Absolutely, yes. I would like to know uh, how that process happens. Um, so, how did you get on with uh, with this week's homework? Ah, um, do you, it, it feels a bit like the John show, but I'll do my homework now. That's fine. Sorry. I was going to say, do you want to go first? But that, that I just can go forces. first if you like, but I mean, cause I think it's going to end up being the John show anyway, because you've got things to talk about, uh, Edinburgh, uh, that relate to my homework, which is to watch train spotting and T2 train spotting, uh, which I did. I was going to do it Sunday and uh, Saturday and Sunday night. And I ended up just doing it all on Saturday because, uh, I enjoyed rewatching train spotting a lot more than I thought I would actually okay um good i started it with a sense of only a tiny little bit like i better eat this frog um right but very quickly into it i realized i haven't seen it for a long old while and um having having rewatched it i i i thoroughly enjoyed watching it again and uh, i'm very glad i did and um, there were things I'd forgotten, and there was a sort of a bit of a heartbreak moment where, um, in 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 the first one, where he's got clean, and then they do the deal, and yeah. he's got to then shoot up again because no one else will do it, and that kind of broke my heart. I was like, oh, you yeah. did, you, yeah. you worked so hard to. I mean, weirdly, there were sort of no consequences from that, which it sort of feels a little bit strange, actually, in both of these films. Um. Uh, whether it's Boyle or whether it's um, uh, 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 Welsh, thank you, Welsh. They sort of, and this this happens in TV um, as well. Like they sort of decide when and if and when uh, the actions have consequences. So there's a there's a TV show uh, which is not very good, and it's about a bunch of hackers uh, and 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 crim- sort of pseudo criminals but they're good guys really uh, and the okay. lead is autistic but he's only autistic when it's uh, relevant to the plot right um and so when they really need him to do something to go and speak to someone or whatever then he can just get over it right um and so it's there are a couple of moments like that in both films where they just decide... he's got the magic autism basically yeah yeah exactly um yeah. Th- there's a couple of times in 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 Trainspotting and T2 where they they kind of decide oh this this one doesn't matter this hit this one's sort of consequence free uh mm. so we'll we'll just have that one because it happens again in the second one where they they do it and and it's sort of all fine again he doesn't relapse um and and that i find just that's the that's the only noise it makes me make is sort of go eh. um but apart from that like uh, yeah i thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it on the second one mm. um i think i would have like i would have liked it to be a less of a danny boyle film because oh. danny boyle's i'll tell you what i mean um i i really like older danny boyle and i think newer danny boyle is is good like you know slum, sort of post slumdog millionaire um 20 
one hours or whatever it's called 27 hours um those and, and that sort of not very good steve jobs movie they are there's a particular flash and um sort of noisy filmmaking that he does which is very entertaining to watch and really good but wasn't in the same we didn't have that in the same way that we had it in in um train spotting in in the original and so he brought new danny boyle to t2 and i would have liked him to have brought old danny boyle back for t2 um so uh, the the kind of examples i mean of like t1 a t1 felt very practical effects like um not cg there's not a load of like you know like that's the only noise i can make to kind of that like csi cg noise yeah cg noise exactly thank you um it's a bit like the casper mattress noise it just goes whoosh whoosh um it's like you know the the csi is the same kind of thing it's um and there was a bit too much zoom in t2 And I would have liked more more practical looking effects, more of the diving into the toilet, more of the sinking into the mattress type stuff. Whereas actually it was a bit more jum 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 jum. Whereas I, yeah, so that that's sort of. But I did enjoy it. I just think I would have liked a bit more of a retro aesthetic. However, the one thing I will say, and then I will let oh. you say words. Oh, can I just speak to that one? Thing oh yeah, you yeah, just said. Yeah, I, yeah, Particularly in the, um, if anyone's bothered, there's a spoiler horn's gone off, okay? Because um, we, you know, this this is a more recent film that people of our age may not have seen yet, yeah. as you haven't. Ter- uh, Train spotting. Fuck you if you've not seen Train spotting. I don't care. Mm-hmm. We'll spoil that. Train spotting. Two spoilers from here. Um, when him and Sick Boy reunite in the pub for the first time and they fight, the um, the way that was edited was really really weird oh and, and i think that was the, that was the scene where um the, the the yeah the aesthetic and the 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 editing and the effects were a bit like what 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 mm. do you remember it kept freeze framing and juddering yeah I, yes i think i was that was for yes. me that was that was the scene that broke me out of it a little yeah. bit um so that would be my my touchstone in terms of that zooming mm-hmm uh, that was very Jimmy. Yeah, and there's there was also like stuff in the car when they're driving, uh, and that he's he's projecting images onto the car and doing a few other things that uh, that yeah that just felt and and it would have been fine in any other film, but there's the, the the sort of because it's set where it's set and it's about what it's about. I think it benefits from a starker way of filming um, rather than yeah. Danny Boyle two point um, that said, like it's not a. So mass- then you have some more things. Yeah, it's not a massive criticism of the film. It didn't really stop me enjoying it. It's just an observation. One thing I really, Same. really yep. loved was uh, I, I really, and it kind of it broke me a bit. The the choose life speech. The sort of the second iteration of that was just like, oh fuck, I'm flawed. That was really good, and and kind of yeah, that 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 broke me down a little bit because that was like, shit, it is all bollocks, isn't it? like it's all bollocks um and you know it's one of those where you know it is anyway but like it was so well put and and he gets so sort of agitated and it's not romanticized in the in the way it is in the first film she's a she's a fucking three-piece sofa and all that stuff and it's like yeah yeah, that's funny like this time it's like oh shit oh you wounded me oh you got me right there Uh, there. and that was really good and and the way 
the way McGregor plays that mm. and the way he comes, the way he goes into it, mm-hmm. like it, he's doing a bit and then mm-hmm. the way he comes out, comes out of it and he's broken. Yes. And then the way Veronica plays off of it. Yeah. Oh my God. What a great scene. Yeah. Fantastic. In, and in, in a way that it won't be an iconic thing that will be on a poster in people's bedrooms, no. but it was a great piece of well-realized filmmaking. I tell you what, you know, that you have those trendy, um, they're always shot with the, the, like the trendy um, picture frame things. Uh, and they're always, sh- when people take photos of them, they're always sitting on the floor and I never understand that. <laughs> do you know, do you know the thing I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're always, I don't understand why they're always on the floor. But anyway, I would, I would have like a really nicely put together uh, thing of that text. Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, we talked about, I think it was on this show or that, that we do geek fucking travesty. But it's something in the nice typography with different size lettering and stuff uh, and maybe using some of the typefaces from the services he's talking about. I would have that on my wall because I think it's it's probably nice to have a reminder to not take any of this shit too seriously. Um, that I would actually have on my wall. I'd have that okay. speech on my wall. I think that would be a, an interesting thing to, to have. Okay. Right. How did you like the um, how did you like the the flashback stuff? Uh, it was a lot at, used, at, at two levels the flashbacks it. into train spotting and the flashbacks into their childhood um flashbacks into the childhood take it or leave it the flashbacks into the first film i thought i don't know what this is for mm. is it for some is it for the audience that hasn't seen the film for a while and it's just a reminder or is it really there to really juxtapose a few things i don't know if it was actually necessary okay i don't know if it if it added that much rather than me just going oh well he's able to he's, he's probably shaved a, a good minute off the uh off the runtime there by using film uh, footage from another film which weirdly mm-hmm. uh, i wonder if that caused licensing issues because they are this is the most dull question i've ever asked they're they're uh, both films are under two different studios Oh, are they? Yeah, mm-hmm. the first one was Universal. Second one was uh, Sony and uh, pa- uh, not Paramount. Uh, the the one with the the Pegasus. Um, yeah, Tristar. Tristar. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so Sony and Tristar was the second film. So um, mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't matter. But it was all film four, wasn't it? it well, film four in terms of yeah, Production. in terms of yeah, I guess you know uh, finance help and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the um, uh, distrib- uh, distributors. So I don't know mm. if that if that makes a difference. Hey, mate, uh, do you know what? There's a lot of money on the table. Mm. Everyone's probably quite quite happy. I'd I, yeah. I'd have thought. Oh, sure. Um, so I I I loved loved all of the all of the, the flashback material. I like the um the, the stuff with them as kids. Yeah, at the, at, particularly at the start and the way that echoed the them at the start of the first film that was really mm. really nicely done. It's it's all very sentimental. It's all very mm-hmm. Danny Boyle. Um, I I liked the new material made to look like the old film and the old film and the way it all weaved together. But more importantly, I think I, I liked the way it was used and the way that Train Spotting Two runs back through Train Spotting. Mm. Um, and for me, I don't know about for you, but it it made me have a new reading of Trainspotting mm. uh, as being uh, Spud's story, not Renton's story. Yes, uh, I, yes, I, I completely agree. Having read, I, I started the the first book years and years and years and years ago, um, and I'm trying to remember, but because I, I think what they were doing with the second book is taking 
the style of the uh, sorry the second film taking the style of the book um and yep. using that and i can't remember who the main protagonist was who's like what the first person character was when i read the book because it's it's over 12 years ago when i read it um mm. so i'm trying to think was it told from spud's point of view or was it ah. written because it's written in the in the the dialect that spud's write try that again so uh the dialect that spud writes in the film in the, in the th- film yeah that sort of um almost phonetic kind of patois um is i hope that's not an insulting thing to say but like it it kind of is a patois um that's it's it's phonetic uh, phonetic not glaswegian it's phonetic scots isn't it uh okay yeah sure i'll I'll go i'll go with that as, as probably a less condescending way of putting it um um or a not condescending way of putting it um so the uh so the book is written in that style and the book is quite hard to follow because there are no quotation marks around characters speaking, um, which is really weird. But like, it's it's all written in that style, and so that made me go back and think: Was it Spud who was telling the story? I can't remember. Um, was it not a character who we see that often? Like, so yeah, it it. So to echo your point, it made me do a similar thing, and it was mm. it was a really nice tie-in to actually to to bring that in, to bring the written material into the film, and say. Well, now we have a reason for these books existing because they were Spud telling telling back his his life story. Yeah, and and to bring it back to what you were saying about the the, the heroine, um, different characters have very different consequences for their heroine mm. use within within the the cycle of the films. Mm. So obviously, you know, t- Tommy um, dies, mm. um, the baby dies. Um, oh. Uh, the mother superior we find out through through speech in second film has died. I missed it, um, or I forgot it. Yeah, okay. And um, <clears throat> other characters have have been affected by either their own heroin use or other people's heroin use in in very in, in very very different ways. Yeah. And Renton is very much the charmed one of the group because because he takes himself away from it. Yes, but because he he seems to he seems to have. And I, I have a very limited understanding of heroin addiction, but I do understand that there are some people who can casually take it. Wow. Okay. Not not in the sense of they're doing it like like a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I understand that there are people in the world who have had a period of heroin use mm-hmm. and then no no heroin use, or people have taken it once and gone, well, that's not for me, mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. So within that, I can spectrum, imagine people can take it once and 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 figure out it's yeah. not for them. Yes. Yeah. So within that spectrum of heroin use, yeah. Renton's someone who's got control mechanisms. Um, uh, he doesn't have them at the start of the first train spotting film, but by the end, he's sort of going, oh shit, I've got to take this. Mm-hmm. If I stay with these people, this is going to carry on happening to me, so I'm going to take some money and I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And then it's coming back that makes him take it. And and I think the, the, the film, as I read it, encourages you to think that he's clean all the time that he's in Holland. Yeah, yes. Um, and, then he, and, then he, and then he takes it there. Um, you're left in an interesting place where you kind of think, well, actually, he's still surrounded by those influences if he stays in Scotland, and he might fall back into it. Mm-hmm. But but he but he is the charmed one who can kind of get away with it. And yeah. S- Sick Boy also seems to have that as well. Where oh, yeah. and that's addressed in the film. He's in the first film. He says, you know, Sick Boy did it with me to prove that he could. Uh, yeah. To prove how easy it was, therefore, down uh, devaluing my own struggle, or however the phrase goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but you know, he obviously has has other addictions and peculos, yes. um <laughs> which are, which are more problematic 
for him and for for, for Spurs, it's um, it's a constant battle. He he doesn't get he doesn't get the glamorous while he's young and pretty escape of no. death. He doesn't get the um, redemption, move to another country, and uh, you know become become something. No arc he 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 has this life of drudgery um and wanting to kill himself and um occasional overdoses but always kind of just just making it to the next stage and just yeah. and just scraping through so there's 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 a lot of so i think there's a lot of layers in the way that it's it's probably still a very simplistic model mm. but i think but i think there are there is an attempt to build layers into it in in terms of the nuance of how people relate to that drug yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, and and the, and the idea that telling the story might be the way that he can get out of it, I think, is really yeah. And and the yeah. effect that it has on uh, on Carlisle's character, uh, I think, is yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, he really became the big bad uh, in a way. Oh. That- he 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 wasn't quite in this in the first film. He was sort of a looming threat, but in the second, he really became he became the the the, the end of game boss. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was amazing, actually. Robert Carlyle's uh, yeah turn in this was really really good. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to go fairly soon. Okay. So um, I think what I'd probably say about going to Edinburgh is that um, it was just really nice to be in some of the locations <laughs> in a weird way. In a weird way, um, and we went up Arthur's Seat, and so we could kind mm. of see down into Port of Leith where the where a lot of the action in the um, in the second film takes place, mm-hmm. um, and literally like you know walking around the streets where the the chases were happening and stuff like that. So, the, a lot of the main chases on the Royal Mile in the second film, yeah, which I spent a lot of time a lot of time on. So mm-hmm. kind of like you could you could visualise how that piece is together, mm-hmm. and the the them running um, after the shoplifting. You kind of you, you know you get to that very quickly from the train station. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 all it's all there. Um, it's a very posh place though. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people don't quite twig that even though it mentions Edinburgh a few times, a lot of people go, Oh, was they Edinburgh? Yeah, absolutely. They don't think it is. No. Um, which is, which is interesting. Yes, absolutely. But it's in the same way that there is obviously uh, stratas of life in, in London that people are used to kind of seeing represented in films. We just don't normally see Edinburgh represented through that. Yeah. We don't see the other side. Yeah. Um, so Edinburgh's a lovely place, mm-hmm. and I, I still really recommend to go. going. Yeah, I'd, I'd still, I'd, I very much want to go. I'd love to do the festival, uh, but I, I think I'd also like to see it sort of off off season, as it were, as well. Um, mm. Just just normal. It's not off season. It's just normal. Uh, well, you say that we literally went in off season because yeah. uh, there were a few restaurants we wanted to go to that were shut. Oh no! And when you kind of do the maths, you're thinking, oh god, yeah, no. If it's the end of October, mm. Edinburgh's going to have two main seasons, which would be festival. And Christmas, mm. but also it's going to be phenomenally busy. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of fallow in there. Sure. Um, so a lot of a lot of um, the the bigger restaurants and stuff had had shut for refurbs and for staff holidays right. during October because okay. they're coming back because then they've got to run in through uh, Christmas because nothing's going to look more Christmassy than a castle in snow. Mm. And then obviously they've got Hogmanay. Yes. So uh, yeah, everyone was kind of getting ready for that and kind of recovering from their summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, we still found lovely places to go and, and, and eat, and surprisingly reasonable for a capital city, and such a friendly place, mate. Mm. Oh, really, cool. it's really nice. Um, oh, good. 
yeah. make sure you go. I can't set that for your homework, but make Sc- sure you go. Soon. Scotland's got it going on. I think they 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 seem to be a place that. Um, it's yeah they they make they seem to make better decisions than uh than England in terms of various things uh you know what they do with their with their money what they do with you know with tax and things like that um and and uh, yeah i'm i'm always i'm always sort of uh looking at scotland going yeah yeah you seem to you seem to make the right choices <laughs> yeah um, they've got they've got the new money like we've got the new money yeah but for added fun it's scottish new money so oh, of course um, it is. The old Scottish notes you couldn't get anyone in Birmingham to take. Try giving them one of the new plastic <laughs> made of beef fat <laughs> notes. Yes, the tallow um, notes. Which are um, they're, they're, they're quite a nicely designed note, I'd say, but they just don't look like a real piece of money. Yeah. <laughs> and um, nobody's reported south of uh, Carlisle that the Scottish <laughs> have changed their banknotes. So I was I was in a queue in a in a coffee shop in New Street Station the other day, and I literally had my last Scottish tenner burning a hole in my pocket. I was about to buy a coffee. The woman in front of me produced a Scottish ten pound new Scottish ten pound note. I said, "Do you take this?" And they're like, "No, we that's not a thing. What is that?" And I was like, "Oh God." So kind of walked out with my ten pound uh, notes. I mean, I got a coffee. I'm not a, not yeah, an idiot. I've got yeah, a, got a debit card. <laughs> <laughs> but I was kind of like still in my pocket. Oh God! Oh, man. So, so uh, um, quickly before you go, then how would you get on with the with with your homework? Uh, so I was told that I needed to listen to uh, "Born on a Pirate Ship" by yep. the Bare Naked Ladies. Yep. And "Heal Thyself" by Stephen Page. Yep. Um, I listened to "Born on a Pirate Ship," mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I get that they're a very different band to what we might imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've missed my chance to do my gag. No, oh, no. It's been one week since you set this homework. Hey. hey. Um, yeah, they were they they were very different, and um, I was sort of like live to, live messaging you a few of my my comments on it. I found it very uh, beautiful, Southie. Yeah, and you then made some connections to the House Martins. Yeah, they they directly quote um, Happy Hour um, in ah. their first album, uh, the song called Hello City. It, it ends with a riff that is. Uh, it's the chorus of happy hour and yeah Stephen page voice is very paul heaton especially in the song this is mm. where it ends uh there's a very beautiful south slash uh house martin's sound um yeah very very much so in in that I'm, I'm not sure necessarily that much of the rest of the album but like yeah straight off you listen to ha- exactly how that starts and go wow that could be I mean, it's, you know, it's it's sort of, uh, I don't know, 10 years after the, the House Martins were big, but certainly very beautiful South. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's, um, it's probably not something I'm going to spend a lot of time with, but it was certainly a, a nice uh, hour's worth of music that I, that, that I listened to. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give it another play because mm-hmm. uh, I always get something, you know, t- two or three goes sure. to kind of uh, c- connect with me. <clears throat> um, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was certainly music that I found enjoyable, but like it wasn't to, music um, that I came away with a memory of. I would yet. like you to, to yes, I, I, I'm with you. I would like you to give "Break Your Heart," which I think is track nine, uh, special attention. Okay, um, that is always one that is amazing to hear done live, especially because of, uh, and I, w- I won't spoil it. I will say if you're listening uh, and you want to give this a go. Just you'll find it on YouTube or Spotify or any of the places. It's very easily found. Right. Bare naked ladies, break your heart. Sit with a with a cup of tea and a lie down with your eyes closed and listen to that. And 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 as as it builds, 
you'll know the bit that I'm talking about. And okay. when you get there, um, I'd like to know what your thoughts are because it makes hairs on the back of my neck stand up every single time, every single okay. time. And when you see it done live, it's uh, it's dub- it's doubly amazing. Wow. I, I, right, I've, I've put that down. I'm going to do that again this week. Yeah. I'm going to pay that attention. Just when you get to the bit, just you can text me saying you got to the bit or whatever. Um, and I'd, I'd like to know, because I think, uh, you know, if you, if you listen to the whole song and you don't know what the bit is, I'll be surprised. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, that, that'll be really interesting. Um, okay. I, so what am I going to do for my homework? You're really good at setting know. homework. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want do you want some notes on the Stephen Page solo stuff? Oh because, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I do. I've got a, I've got a bit of a bit. I thought to you were going to say that you you hadn't listened, but you no, know, cool. So I haven't listened to Heal Thyself. Okay. Uh, because uh, various long boring reasons, um, Spotify wasn't on my phone mm. when I needed to do it, but Amazon Music was. Ah. Uh, and Page One. Yep. Was available for me to listen to in its yep. entirety. I, I could have gone and found the other album on loads of YouTube links, but who's got the time for that, Mark? Oh, indeed. Um, so I, I was sort of taking notes as I was writing it and, uh, I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to say a couple of things. You may be offended by the things I'm about to say, or you might go, yeah, no, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, all right. So it's like a Jonathan Colton vibe then. (laughs) And then I looked again at the Amazon page and it's like, Oh, related artist, Amy Mann. So it's a Jonathan Colton thing then. <laughs> and then I thought, I'm gonna I'm just gonna type in to Google Stephen Page Jonathan Colton. Mm-hmm. And um there were a couple of couple of hits that had either or in them, and then the first one that had all of them was a Stephen Page Facebook post, and it said, So last night I jumped on stage with Jonathan Colton and John Roderick. <laughs> And I'm like, like this is, is this the most, is is this some sort of podcasty music <laughs> honey trap that you've set me here? <laughs> also, are you going on a Joko cruise, Mark? Because it sounds like you are. <laughs> uh, I do like Jonathan Colton a lot, actually, and I, I hadn't made, I, I hadn't made a connection. That's really interesting. Uh, of of the 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 last sort of eight years of uh, since I discovered Jonathan Colton, and the eighteen years that I've listened to Bare Naked Ladies and and mm. Stephen Page, I never made a connection other than the fact that they both um, often write, you know humorous songs and, and colton is is more to that but uh i think shop vac is a brilliant song and it's not out outright funny but it's uh it's darkly comic I love um, Shopvac. yeah it's a it's a great song and that was one of the f- that may have been the first one i heard actually and i was like this 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 is ace uh, i'd yeah. never made a connection and and i was not so it, it never occurred to me to to google the two names and so to <laughs> find out that not only are they connected but also john roderick is it, it, like that is that's really interesting it was the John Roderick bit that just yeah, had me in stitches absolutely. because I was like, this is like, this is like a podcast musician. This guy, he yeah. is, he is at the, he is at the epicenter he's of a little your, Nexus. of yours. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. Um, little, little chubby so, Nexus. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I lost you there. Pat. I just said little chubby Nexus. I lost you there. <laughs> Are you still? A little chubby Nexus. Yeah, that was all. That's uh, that's how you call a Samsung phone, isn't it? That's how you get the personal assistant to no, come up. No, it's a Google phone. Anyway, go ahead. Little chubby Nexus, find me pizza <laughs> nearby. Chubby little Nexus, no one's bloody laughing. That's an extras uh, line. Um, so, yeah, okay, go on. Have you got to the bit where you worried you were going to offend me yet? 
Um, well, it depends on how you felt about being oh, okay. uh, cast as a kind of a, an internet fanboy of all the internet <laughs> fanboy stuff. Really. That's, that's fine. Weirdly, um, there is a there's a Jonathan Colton song early back in the day called Pod Save Christmas, which references one of the podcasters that I listen to on a fairly regular basis. Another one that I know of quite well, and uh, another one I can't remember because it re- references Adam Curry, who is still podcasting to this day and is often credited as the father of podcasting, and Len Peralta, who uh, now illustrates and listens to a show he does, and I can't remember who the other guy is. Um, it might even be Todd Cochran. I'm not sure. Um, but it's done as like the, the chipmunks. And so like, yeah, he, he's, he's always been in that sort of pod space, but I never made a Stephen Page connection. That's really interesting. Hmm. There you are. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of delighted by that. Homework then. Right. Um, I'm trying I know to... what I'm doing. Yep. I'm going to try and catch the cat piss and I'm going to make a progress on insurance and listen to track nine of, uh, track nine, which is called break your heart yep. of, Born on a pirate ship. Yep. Um, what have you got, Mark? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. I've got so many things that I, I, I'm doing with Podient that I want to be able to tell you about, um, and maybe make one of them homework. But that sort of feels a bit crap because I want to do them anyway. <laughs> uh, it's been, it's been a bit of a John show, so it's been hard to, hard to find and set your homework. I, I, have you got, have you got leftover homework from previous weeks still? No, I think. I've done I think I've done everything what I was supposed to do um tell you what I, I have you things... been to Pete Ashton's show yet oh no right you're done. gonna go to our um, yes, mate. Well done. our pal Pete's um art show about internet security yep. and tracking and uh human computer interaction brilliant uh yes Thank I will you look forward to that. i'm going to a thing tonight i'm actually going to hydra hack i'm going to a meetup oh, i'm cool. doing seeing people <laughs> oh that's good yeah because i'm gonna jack i was gonna say jack off that's not what i'm going to um i'm going to what am i actually trying to say anyway i'm going to cancel my membership at, uh, at my co-working space um right. and so one of the things that if i'm going to do that then i need to make sure that i'm going out and seeing people so uh yeah i'm off to hydra hack tonight to go and see people talk about ai Oh, cool. It's not super in my wheelhouse, but it's more important to just be out among people that I know. So it is. So, uh, so that's your, that's your homework for next time is instructions uh, for humans. Go to, yeah. I'm instructing you as a human. Yes. To go and see instructions for humans. Exciting. Hey, brilliant. All right, dude. Well, you've got to go. Um, got to go yeah. uh, thank you. I've really enjoyed this. And, uh, next, next time I'll admonish you for being naughty on, but where are the lights? I, I'm anxious about this. Because... Oh, don't be anxious. It's fine. Um, how long have you got in terms of like, have you got 30 seconds? You've got 90 seconds. Do you, are you late? I need to go. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll pick it up again soon. Okay. I love you, man. All right. See you soon, man.